You're listening to The Local Maximum, episode 281. Time to expand your perspective. Welcome to The Local Maximum. Now, here's your host, Max Sklar. Welcome, everyone. Welcome. You have reached another Local Maximum. Uh, Today, we're going to talk about Apple's announcement, Vision Pro. They kind of threw us a bone here, Aaron, uh, at the last second by uh, doing this uh, really cool demo that everyone's talking about. And, you know, if everyone's talking about something, we should probably talk about it. It's nice Uh, to have Tim Cook on speed dial when you need that. Yes, yes. Uh, All right. So, but first, I'm not going to make the opening banter too long. Uh, Had a really crazy weekend, which is why I am so excited. I had back-to-back bar mitzvahs. Uh, So, two in one. Uh, uh, a weekend, which was uh, which was pretty crazy, uh, Saturday into Saturday morning, and then into Sunday evening. So, uh, one reform and, and one chabad. So, all across the spectrum there. Um, but uh, anyway, how was your weekend? Good. And what was uh, my cousin's son? So that was really really nice. Sorry, go ahead. No, it was it was kind of the opposite here. Uh, we we were. Uh... We, we, we were homebodies, uh, got, got a lot of cleaning done, but uh, that does not make for uh, an exciting report out. Yeah, well, that's good uh, because, you know, I'll be over there very soon in a week uh, to prepare for um, my ultimate trip to Porkfest, which is, do they say upstate New Hampshire? I say like up in the mountains, New Hampshire. Um, that's the kind of, you know, Liberty sort of, is it a little hippie-ish? It's a little hippie-ish. Uh, I don't know if they would describe it. Uh, with guns. It's, uh, it's the libertarian of, Woodstock, right? Yes, the libertarian Woodstock. Um, and the interesting thing this year is that um, RFK Jr. is going to be speaking. So if that ends up happening, I'll definitely go to that. Um, I'll be very interested to hear uh, what he has to say. Um, and, uh, and, and, and and yeah, I, I believe that's on Thursday. So, so I'm going to go check that out. Um, and, uh, and yeah, and hopefully when I'm over there with you, we won't be able to do so much video, um, but uh, we'll be able to record some podcasts in person, which will be really nice. Yeah, looking forward to it. All right. And, and furthermore, uh, I just released a blog post on uh, the updated version of my paper from nine years ago, FAST um, MLE, FAST uh, um, Maximum Likelihood Estimate for the Dirichlet Multinomial. It's called Revisiting the Dirichlet Multinomial After 10 Years. Uh, it's a great blog post about Bayesian statistics and computation and how to figure out how to keep, compute something fast uh, by you know not doing the same computation over and over again um, and then making a really cool Python script. So um, definitely check that out if you're interested in Bayesian inference, if you're interested in like, you know, conjugate priors and that sort of thing. And if you had count data, if you have a lot of count data, I bet you could use this Python script. So uh, check it out. Um, I sent it out to my my list, my AI research list, but that also goes out to like some family and friends. And and some of them have told me that they didn't understand it, but they posted it in chat GPT. And then they said, <laughs> Matt, what's Max talking about here? And uh, they were able to understand it that way. So I heard that was helpful. Yeah, that that's always a classic. It's it's the whenever you have a a, a technical job, uh, people you know ask you, oh, what do you do, and and they will tell you years after you've known them, I still don't understand what you do. So maybe maybe the answer is uh, let let me let me feed something into into the the uh, LLM for you. Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe that's a good answer. All right, so uh, 
let's get into it, shall we? Now, you're just hearing about this Vision Pro like five minutes ago. Is that correct? So the rest of us were all, uh, you know, glued to the, um, you know, glued to the announcement all day today uh, by Apple because they have us. Uh, they have us hypnotized that much. Uh, you're the last person on earth to be hypnotized by well, big tech. I, I, I knew so. that there was a big Apple reveal coming today, and I, I think I may have heard somewhere hints that that VR was was on the table. But yeah, but yeah, I I did not watch uh, with with rapt attention. I think the last uh, Apple product I bought with my own money was a uh, what like a, an iPod Nano uh, back in the uh, <laughs> the, the uh, mid two thousands. So. I, I am certainly not an Apple fanboy, uh, but I try not to be overtly biased against them. So uh, you, you're going to have to sell me on this. All right. Yeah, I know you're still not sold, but but let's talk about it. Let's just let, let's do the news headline and let's 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 get into it. Let's figure out what this thing is. This is definitely the culmination of many years of research. Um, well, so so, and, so for, first off, uh, Vision Pro. Yes, I. I, I am not intimately familiar with the full Apple product line, but Vision Pro implies that there's just a vision. Did, did no. they just skip that level entirely? They, they skipped that level entirely. I think it's because this is like the expensive one, and maybe later on they want a... Okay, um, so so it'll be like, yeah. uh, what, is, what is it they do with the... Uh, with the Pixels? There's, you know, like the Pixel 7 and the Pixel 7a is, is the... Uh, the economy version of it. So that, right. that maybe they will come out in six months or a year with, with a... Uh, something with less of a price tag and you haven't mentioned the price tag yet but I'm I'm kind of uh, yeah leading there well it's somewhat high let me just read from the first couple of sentences from 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 the post why not not a tech uh not not a tech blog but let's see how the the, the normies think of all this um Apple on Monday unveiled its long anticipated mixed reality headset with a whopping 30 $3,499 price tag uh, marking the iPhone maker's first major product launch in a decade. Sorry, it's it's long-anticipated mixed reality headset. Uh, making it, uh, the iPhone maker's first major product launch in a decade. I might actually um, take issue with that, but <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> Man, I really screwed up that first sentence. Sorry, guys. Dubbed the Vision Pro, Apple CEO Tim Cook debuted the device as the centerpiece of the tech giant's annual Worldwide Developers Conference event at its headquarters in Cupertino, California. Vision Pro is a new kind of computer that augments reality by seamlessly blending the real world with the digital world, Cook said during the presentation, describing the device as an innovation on par with the original iPhone or Mac computer. It's the first Apple product you look through and not at. And okay, let's play a little bit of the intro here. Vision Pro is a new kind of computer that augments reality by seamlessly blending right, the, the real world with the digital world. That's what's going on here. Um, again, you know, we've been talking about mixed reality for a long time on this program. Uh, we've spoken about it with um, with Marsbot Audio, which I worked on, audio virtual reality. Uh, we spoke about it with um, uh, uh, Timony West, who was working on... Uh, uh, mixed reality, so uh, a, a lot of that, and hopefully we'll. Uh, well, so, so, we'll so, get... so, two things to pull out of that first sentence to clarify. So, is, yeah. is mixed reality actually something different, or is that just Apple's uh, classed-up version of augmented reality? Is, does mixed reality think... imply something more or something less than that? That's a good question. I, I, my idea on this, and I could be wrong, is that mixed reality is like both 
virtual reality and augmented reality. It's kind of a so um, the, the ability to kind of toggle between uh, either either mode that yeah that not yeah, going exactly not not being locked in much like the Oculus is a full VR experience. Whereas uh, right, you can't Microsoft's Hololens is purely an an AR uh, uh, interface. Right, and you can't you can't look through the Oculus exactly. Right. Um, and also, so, so my my other my other uh, uh, cheap shot here is going to be uh, you 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 called out you know for, first major product launch in a decade which which you you disputed uh, and because who could forget the launch of of the uh, pro stand uh, which really revolutionized <laughs> the industry at a, at, yeah. at, at such a, a shocking price point. Right. Well, how much was the pro stand? Uh, I, I it, it is still to this day nine ninety nine. For a stand, yes. So it's so a monitor un, stand under a grand. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, so, well fantastic. Okay. That, that's that, that. that. That's that's the last cheap shot I'm going to take at Apple here. <laughs> I, for some reason, predict this is not the last cheap shot you're going to take at Apple here. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So the post says that. I, I mean, I, I guess the implication here is the iPhone maker's first major product launch in a decade. The iPhone was 2007, so that's four, um, that's uh, that's quite a long time ago. That's 16 years ago now. Um, the really, yeah, I guess it is. Um, Ten years ago, if you want to count the iPad, um, I think that was was that 2010 or 2011. I'm not really sure. Um, I know it existed by 2011 for sure. Yeah. Um, and it would have been early 2011, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. So, uh, so maybe they're talking about the the um, the iPad. Maybe they're talking about the Apple Watch, but that was a little later. Uh, that that would have been. Let's see. When was Apple Watch? Well, I, I want to say 2014. No, 2015. 2015. So hmm. the Apple Watch. So they don't consider the Apple Watch to be a major um, a major launch. And I sort of. Maybe I can agree with that. Um, I, I, I think um, I think that the iPad. Uh, also, I want to check when the iPad original launch was, just so I can get that get the timeline straight. You know. Yeah. So, uh, so, so that was twenty ten. That was twenty ten. Okay. I think there's so, there's a distinction to be made, uh, and yeah. and uh, Apple's reputation is for they don't invent things, but they are the ones that take an idea and they perfect the form factor and and take it from an idea to a consumer product. Um, right. So, so they weren't the inventors of the cell phone. They weren't even the inventors of the smartphone, but they took the smartphone concept and made it something that would went into every pocket. You know, it, that's slight exaggeration, but, but they, they became the huge market leader there. Uh, and, and they did a similar thing with tablets. They obviously didn't invent the tablet, but they became the gold standard for what a, a tablet is. Um, and, and to an extent, uh, maybe less so than with phones and with tablets, but they have also done that with the watch. Although, uh, I, I'm, I'm struggling to to draw the line where I, I think we can all agree that the iPhone was much more revolutionary than the Apple Watch. That that the Apple right. Watch did not do as it it didn't change the paradigm nearly as much as the iPhone did. But but I I don't know that we could have to, could have uh, made that determination. Uh, without hindsight, that, that at no. the time, would we have known? I mean, there were definitely a lot of skeptics of the Apple Watch when it came out. Uh, I had high hopes for it, um, but it turned out to be, I still have one, 
but I haven't updated it since the version version three. I, you know, I got the first version. Then a couple years later, you know, those first those version two, version three is when they make the the first kind of obvious improvements that you mm. you want to get. After that, I really have not found the need to update my uh, Apple Watch. Um, you know, it goes in the water. It's you know, it's. Yeah, I'm what? sure if I updated it, it would be better. But it's like. There's nothing that is 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 must have about that, and sometimes it could be kind of annoying. So I, you know, yes, I, I think the the Apple Watch hasn't been as as revolutionary as we had hoped. Uh, maybe maybe this is different though. I, you know, if I could make the analogy that you're making, that see if that analogy works. And again, we won't know for a few years. Is that the Oculus is like the MP3 player of its time. Right, and, and that 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 remains to be seen. But but that would be the the uh, the metaphor there. For sure. Yeah. And, um, and, and, and promising like, metaphor. Well, I, I, and, and it's not like the, the iPhone killed the rest of the market. I mean, there, there is still a thriving Android phone market, uh, but it is fragmented um, mm. in, in, in the way that, that it is the iPhone and everything else, even if they don't, I, I, I don't know what their current market share is, but, um, and it's much, much less dominant on the, uh, on the watch side. Um, we shall see whether they the, what what kind of an impact they have on the uh, on the VR side. I, I don't expect them to uh, drive the competition out completely, but but they could capture uh, a clear majority potentially. Right now, if you remember when the iPhone came out, it wasn't like everyone had an iPhone by two thousand eight. It really took right. three or four years before uh, the smartphone took off and the iPhone took off. So this this might be a much longer time frame than than we're expecting here. Um, even even if you know things seem to be accelerating all the time, but sometimes for these you know, consumer product is only so long before you, you have to wait a certain amount of time before people get used to a product, and especially this price point. I think by by pricing it at thirty five hundred dollars, they don't expect or want everybody to have this headset. I think this is just. Um, you know, for some people are going to get it for work. Some people are such fans of Apple that they got to have the newest thing and try it. And so this is going to be a small number of people they could test on to be the guinea pigs. And then they're going to come out with a, a much lower priced one in two, three years. Um, who knows? Maybe they can get it under a thousand dollars. That would be nice. And, you know, then then you, you have a, a one year financing for like, you know, $90 a month or something. And, and uh, people might, yeah, might, I mean, might it- want to do it. If they can get it into the same price band as as an iPhone, then then I think it, it almost becomes a no brainer for for their dedicated market segment. Um, I, and I right. say that without without a, a solid grasp on its actual capabilities, but people people have proven that they're willing to 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 buy that a, a product in that range. Uh, you know that 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 may not be a a need uh, uh, at least during during the adoption phase. Um, so yeah, whereas, I, no, whereas right now it's clearly a, a luxury uh, or or experimental, like you said, um, it's it, people who who are already excited about uh, VR AR are going to be the ones leading the the charge on this. Yeah, and and people are excited about Apple in general. Now I I know some people on the inside and and some people who have tried it, and so I haven't tried it yet, obviously, but they say it's incredible and that it's just going to blow Facebook's Oculus out of the water. So with so how the big question it when it comes to to these kind of devices is have they solved the motion sickness problem? And, and I, I haven't personally experienced that. My, my VR experience is limited. Um, but, but I know there's, there's a, a significant minority for, for whom, uh, that's a real non-starter. Um, and, and 
I've been told that that some of the more recent generations have have improved on that. But but if if they found a way to bust through that uh, definitively, that could be a game changer. Yeah, yeah. So compared to the Oculus, just from what I can see from from first first look. Uh, this is not just for gaming. This is not being marketed solely for gaming. It's for entertainment in general. It's for movies, but also productivities and apps and FaceTime. You'll be able to get all of your iPad, iPhone apps on there. You'll be able to open Windows and kind of place it around. The problem with Google Glass, was, uh, which was 10 years ago, that came out in 2013. Today it's seen as a big joke. Um, I actually thought they were pretty cool at the time, but uh, to, you know, they, 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 today they were kind of today they're kind of remembered as this big joke that came out, and, and people there was sort of a backlash to it. When you put on those glasses, now you know the the the, the this new Vision Pro is going to be like a whole headset type thing, uh, kind of looks like a ski goggles a little bit. Yep. The Oculus was kind of glasses with like a little you know, a little bits around it. So the Google Glass actually looks sleeker even 10 years later. Um, but um, it, it, I think that the difference was, first of all, when you looked into Google Glass, which, which I have, you basically saw a, a rectangle in front of you. And that was kind of your heads up display and it was all in a rectangle. So it was always, maybe there was like a knob you could tune to like move it further and closer to you, but it wasn't very interesting in terms of like, it didn't look like, Yes, it looked like it was floating in the room, but it was it was it was very obvious that it was just some not part of your environment. Right, and and, and they certainly weren't driving for that. It was it yeah. was a a interface to display you know additional information. They they had no uh, no illusion. Oh yeah, that, that they I'm were, just giving the yeah. update on, on what's happened in ten years. I mean, it's been ten years, Aaron. Look. Think of the difference between 2000 and 2010 in, <laughs> in computing, you know, something like that. Like that, and that's sort of the equivalent with with this kind of technology. Yeah. But I'm just trying to give give the update on like on, on how different. Yeah, they 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 obviously they couldn't do it at the time. They weren't going at the time. I think one of the things Google Glass had that that um, Vision Pro does not have is Google Glass was kind of marketed as something you were going to walk out on the street with and and go out and about in, like as you were wearing your glasses and. They had someone doing Foursquare check-ins from it at the time, which was which is pretty exciting for us at Foursquare. And like, it kind of had the heads-up display, like, "Oh, you're at this coffee shop. Want to check in? Boom, yes." And that seemed like a pretty nice uh, ex- experience. Yeah, I, I, I always envisioned it like um, you, you've watched uh, Veep, right? Uh, very little. Well, so 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 the the president, or or uh, I guess in earlier seasons, the vice president. Spoiler alert. Uh, uh, just she has the whole thing for me. She she has an aide who one of his 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 key roles is to like stand next to her and whisper in her ear like you know th- this is the ambassador from France he has three children uh, he's getting divorced don't mention his wife and and you'll kind of feed that stuff into her ear um, and and that's kind of what I envisioned uh, Google Glass having whether whether it's audio an audio interface which is getting a little bit more Mars uh, bot audio uh, or or if it's uh, you know putting visual stuff up on the screen, but, you know, providing context. Um, and, and yeah, this is, this is very different than that. Um, what, what, I, what I'm curious about is uh, where is the computing power for this? Is it in the headset or yes. does it, oh, so, so that there's is, a, there's is huge. The, that's the way they said it. Like there is a computer on your head. Now they, they use the term like a full computer and, and it's a it, I bet it's a damn powerful one. Because I believe that's one of the big things about um, 
limitations perhaps of of things like the oculus is that basically you have to be tethered to a a fairly powerful mm. uh base station that's that's doing all the the computation um you know the the gpus and whatnot uh if if they've basically shrunk that down into something you know more compact than a cell phone so that it can live yeah. in the goggles that is that is technologically impressive at least from where i'm sitting yes there was one uh, one caveat to that one one thing is that um there's a little wire that comes down just like in these headphones right here these are wireless headphones but you know um they're but you know, have no. Actually, these are not wireless headphones. My wireless headphones are over there. What am I talking about? But there is a little wire that comes down because you have to hold the battery in your pocket. So <laughs> that uh, I don't know if that's what you're expecting, but uh, they couldn't fit the battery in your head. Hmm. They're like, no, no, that's going to make it too heavy. Apparently. So that was. They made it sound like the coolest thing ever. Like yeah. it's so cool. You keep the battery in your pocket. But yeah, I, I think that's going to be seen as the. I mean, it is cool. It, it is like, you know, you know pretty so, impressive what they've done here. But but that that, that will be seen wife, as the most... Something my wife mentioned the other day that, that yeah. uh, it, it's absolutely boggling that there hasn't been more work done in this area. Uh, self-winding watches have been a thing for, for like, I don't know, a century plus where uh, you moving around during the day uh, basically uh, powers the device. Why do we not have that in our cell phones? Like... You can combine that with uh, with with the uh, you know the the pedometer fitness app, uh, so it'll tell you oh you better get up and go go take some steps otherwise your phone's going to run out of battery. Uh, that that right. would be uh, maybe not a killer app, but but it seems like leaving a lot on the ground because uh, power limitation. I mean, and, and maybe the the real answer there is that that there's no way to it's it's orders of magnitude too small to extract what you need to run a device like that. But hmm. but. Power limitations and and batteries, I, I as I understand it, are one of the major issues with with modern mobile devices. That if if and I I've completely sidetracked us there, but but yeah, we, I'm 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 not surprised that that if they've got to, I wouldn't have guessed it, but if they've got to put something outside of the headset, uh, the battery makes sense. That, right. That you don't now, want your headset catching on fire on your head. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Only in your pocket, which is could be just as bad, but. Uh, but the, um, the, the interesting thing is now you're not walking around with it like Google glass. So since you're going to be in your office or at home, you know, there's ample time maybe to, uh, you still could get caught with low battery, just like my mouse runs out of battery here, but like, it's less likely. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, uh, a, a few more interesting features that I, I want to discuss. And again, I think the significance of this won't be clear until we actually use this. But a big part of this is doing FaceTime. And it's like, well, how do you FaceTime? So FaceTime, first of all, is really annoying with a phone, right? You got to hold it up and you get tired after a while. And then the person wants to keep talking to you. And you're like, oh, my God, I'm still holding this thing up to my head and my arms. Start, you know, so, OK, now this thing doesn't have a camera far in front of you. So what does it do? And also, even if it did, you'd have this weird thing over your eyes. Somehow, what it's going to do is, A, it's going to, you know, it's it's all about eye tracking. So you're going to be able to select things with your eye movements. So that's pretty awesome. But then this thing is going to reconstruct your face through FaceTime in real time so that the other person, it it looks like they're looking at you without the headset on. 
And then you're going to be able to talk to other people, make eye contact with other people, and then you're going to be able to put them in windows at different places in your room, and you're going to be able to hear them coming from the direction where they seem to be standing. I, so, I think the, uh, the, the positional audio uh, and, and windowing people, I think that's, that's pretty cool. The uh, taking, taking my, uh, you know, Memoji or whatever and, and, uh, and putting that up in my place, that creeps me a little bit. Um, right. And now is it a Memoji? Is it like, it's, it's, I don't think it's like the, the Zuckerberg, like, um, right. It's, it's not completely version. cartoony, but, but it is a, a, uh, an artificial version of you. Yeah. And is it going to look like you or can you make a change? Can you be like, look, Hey, I, I forgot to shave this morning in the last few days. Can you just shave for me so that I well, I, I would look like I want my business meeting? I would imagine it's going to look like you when you recorded your your uh, your your face puppet, basically. Mm. Um, so. Yeah, I was wondering that because there's so many cameras on there. Like, is it going to look at your face close up and then try to reconstruct what the picture looks I, like far away, or is it just going to be some? I would old... have assumed that it's just tracking your eyes for that movement, mm. but. But is it all? Is it also doing uh, mouth, you know, lip reading, mouth tracking to to mm. sync that up? Um, yeah, I don't know. In which case, where where? I mean, maybe, maybe there are cameras pointing down. Uh, will my mustache interfere with its ability to see my lips? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I can't see that. I can't see that. You're right. So it's just going to be. So you just have to look good one day. Yeah, I mean, I, then... I I suppose they can fake the uh, the lip syncing uh, by. You know, some 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 good uh, artificial intelligence on going from audio to lip syncing rather than the other direction. Yeah. If this thing really works and really looks real, you're going to hear people say, wow, you know, because I have no idea what this experience is going to look like. Um, and, you know, is, yeah. is it going to be the, I, the true deal I'm, or not? I'm, I'm already and, and this is old man shouts at clouds here. Yeah. Uh, you know, welcome to my TED talk. Uh, but the 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 whole like. Uh, filters, whether it's Snapchat or Instagram or whatever, uh, and I, I, I don't like it. Um, and and <laughs> yeah, and this this is this is uh, essentially a, a a filter. Now it's based on you, but uh, obviously one of the first uh, improvements uh, enhancements is going to be okay. Let's uh, you know we're we're going to be able to uh, give you the best you possible, or a completely you know uh, transhumanist you where. Uh, if if you want to be a, a, a talking cucumber, uh, then then we can do that. You know why why can't we? As long as we you know do eye tracking and 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 you know lip syncing, then who who cares what's underneath it? And and there well, are definitely going to be lots of people that go for something that's that's either a enhanced version of them or a completely unrealistic version of them. It's you know get, getting back to classic uh, metaverse. Well, maybe one day we could do a podcast like this through that kind of FaceTime. So that, that might be fun. But but it's like, but yeah, I don't know. Since COVID, it's like everyone wants to see each other. And at some point, it's just like, can't an audio call suffice for <laughs> most of the stuff that we're doing? Um, the announcement also contained a surprise guest, uh, which is uh, Bob Iger from Disney. And they sp- spoke about all they wanted to do with um, immersive sports 3D characters, um, uh, video, that kind of thing. Uh, so there's definitely going to be a big entertainment aspect about this. And there was a little thing about for people like me who wear glasses, but they, 
I, I'm a little bit concerned that what they said. They were like, we, you know, they said we, that this looked like this high tech thing, but it looked like you had to clip in some lenses. And I'm thinking, how expensive are these lenses going to be? Are they going to be, you know, specific for, for me? Am I going to have to get these, these customized? Does that mean that my unit is only for me? It can't be like a family unit. And so all of these questions I'm kind of thinking about in terms mm. of, um, in terms of the glasses, uh, which which I don't. It sounds like you can't just wear glasses under it. Maybe I don't know. If you can't, that's that's a big issue for me. Unless, of course, you know. Look, if I'm already paying thirty five hundred, would I pay another thousand to get the special thing for well, people with glasses? I, mean, I don't know, but it just here, sounds. I mean, maybe it's not that much, uh, but yeah. Here, here's here's a question, um, and and I don't think they put any effort into this in. in quote unquote, standard VR, because it's it's not the problem they're trying to solve. But is there a reason that they can't uh, tweak the the projection, the the uh, the what what's being displayed in the VR to correct for your your visual uh, distortion? Well, when you're looking through it, you're looking at the rest of the room. So you still right. need that. I mean, but, I, but I, if, I, if they have the ability to do yeah. both both full VR and AR, could they not uh, basically re- record what's going on outside and then completely virtualize it, but with correction for your, your optical uh, discrepancy there? I, I don't know if that's optically possible. That's a very good question. I I wish I knew more about how... I feel, feel like I should know how optics works. Um, I feel like, you know, corrective I, I'm sure lenses... There's a, simple, there's a simple answer for why this is not an easy yeah. problem to solve. Oh, yeah. But uh, it, it seems like it should be possible. Uh, my guess is that it's just... That when when their solution is well, you just get corrective lenses. It's easy. Uh, it, it means that it's not something that they're focused on. Uh, right. Well, no, they are building a thing where you. The, it looks like their special lenses kind of hook right. right into the device, so it will yeah, feel we, natural once you get it done. But it's also like, look, you want it to feel. You, you, I think when you're looking at the rest of the room, that's that natural light coming in. And so, if they were to do some corrective thing on that digitally, then you wouldn't get any of the natural light mm. coming in. And, and one of the things that's interesting is that people can see your eyes behind it. I don't know if that's a digital projection of your eyes or what, huh. but it's kind of, and, and if they see your eye, if you could see the person's eyes, you know, they could see you. So, so you, you mentioned Disney. Um, I, I only watched a very short clip there. I was not that blown away by, and, and granted, it's it's a lot of you know kind of early stage tech demo stuff. So I'm I'm sure yeah. they will eventually do stuff that's super cool with it. But but that did not buy me in. Uh, I I think uh, AR VR it could be a lot of gimmicks like the 3D movies and stuff. AR VR suffers from from the uh, uh, the Minority Report problem, which is that it looks really cool up on the screen when someone's like waving their arms around, manipulating stuff. But yeah. nobody is going to do that in a prolonged. Uh, context like that that is not an effective efficient way to work um i I can see it being a solution for uh so right now i've got three screens in front of me uh, right a laptop and two monitors uh it sounds like this device could could maybe not unlimited but could could significantly increase the number of screens that i can virtually project uh, to have multiple things going on at once um and and take that with me in a much more portable sense which which would be a pretty slick feature but, right. but so I, some I don't think saying, I'm going to be wanting to, to manipulate it like this. I'm going to want to have a, a less uh, 
rigorous uh, interface there. So, I, so first of all, um, for, from what I see, first of all, you're not you're not going to be moving your hands around like this. From what I see, it's like it's almost like you're holding a mouse. There's going to be like a little flick like this, and you can put your hands on the table, something yeah. like that. Um, now, also, there are people saying. This is going to be my laptop, and I'm going to take all the screens completely off my desk. I don't know if we're there yet, but that's an interesting idea. I mean, you know know how they have those... um, they have those memes where it's like your desk in 2000, your desk in 2020, and it's like completely different. Um, And so you might see... Um, you might see all these monitors being removed from desks in favor of of this kind of thing. Certainly will will save desk real estate. Um, but I don't know if this actually replaces your MacBook or, or, or what. So I, I'm I'm gonna have to uh, throw this into the show notes. But uh, so somebody did a uh, a project uh, with a what they refer to as a full body keyboard, um, which uh, imagine uh, sign language, but if you were literally using your your like your full body and your arms and legs and like like YMCA <laughs> on crack. I think we said no one's doing that. <laughs> Well, they they absolutely did it as as a gag, but yeah. but I I think it would be hilarious to much like they have the uh, what is it the the uh, the spreadsheet world championships uh, on on ESPN every year. Um, I don't know if it's literally on ESPN eight. The I I have uh, never heard but, of that. Oh well, you you're missing out. But I I okay. think that they should have uh, uh, coding competitions where the people code using this full body semaphore uh, <laughs> technique. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll throw a link to that in the show notes. All right. Excellent. Localmaxradio.com slash 281. Speaking of the show notes page, my archive page is broken. Thanks, Squarespace. So we've got to <laughs> uh, figure out how to get localmaxradio.com slash archive working again. I think I need to like separate out the, um, the old episodes into like different blogs by year because there's only so many you can fit. That's so, so what you're saying is you have too many episodes. Too many episodes for Squarespace, not too many episodes for me or for anyone. You know, I, I, it's 300. It's, it's not like too many episodes. Of, you know, I can read off all the episodes we've done. Like I could literally sit here and read it and it wouldn't take me that long. Why is it hard for a computer to do it? That makes no sense to me. Um, but okay, that's the way it is. And that's what Squarespace wants to do. So this is where we are. All right. So. The debate here now, and this is what will be seen in the next, this will play out, I don't want to say five to ten, maybe three to five, three to five years. Is this the iPhone moment that Apple is looking for? And also, is Facebook cooked with Meta and Oculus? Uh, Certainly, uh, investor and host of This Week in Startups, Jason Calacanis, thinks yes on both counts. Now, the, the caveat here is he's hated Facebook. He's been a professional hate Facebook <laughs> hater for a long time. But he says, Apple will win augmented reality thanks to their app store. Obviously, Meta, which is Facebook, we have to remind ourselves, Meta will lose $75 billion funding the roadmap at R&D, eventually giving up on the Oculus and spinning it out. So that's his, uh, that's his very positive <clears throat> view for Google right there. I... I... I think it's very possible that that uh, Meta could still crash and burn in this area, but I, I I don't think it's game over for them. I I I it remains to be seen whether this is is really the big breakthrough moment. Um, yeah, yeah. I guess I guess we'll see. Um, but 
I don't. I, I mean, I could I'm be so, wrong. They're, they could have lots of sales meta, but I just don't see people getting that interested in. Like, well, the Oculus so, is like so, this cool thing. It's like when we all bought drones 10 years ago. I didn't buy drones, but like a few people thought drones were cool and bought them, and it was on South Park and whatever. But it was kind of faddish, you know? You don't really. And you still see drones, but it's it's not like the. It wasn't like the next big thing in, yeah. in the way that it was supposed to I, be. I say as I look to the side at my drone. Uh, <laughs> but How often do you take that thing out? Well, it, it, it's a cheapo drone. It, it, it barely even counts. Uh, definitely <laughs> does not require a FAA registration. <laughs> I but, thought you were going to say it barely even flies. But uh, that, you know, that, that, that drone is about as effective as uh, the, the model airplanes that I flew back in the early 2000s. But... Uh, what 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 I was was going for is is uh, absolutely Meta has not cracked the egg. The Oculus in its current uh, instance is not the the uh, the winner here. But but I wouldn't count them them out because I'm not convinced that that uh, that this this Apple product is now the on the one hand I think the the FaceTime thing could be big, but who's going to go out and buy a thirty five hundred dollar FaceTime enhancing machine? It, it's We'll we'll have to see how this this kind of uh, beta testing is not the right term, but but the you know what what the early adopters actually end up doing. Yeah, with the it. early adopter guinea pigs. Just like I remember this in two thousand seven. Who bought an iPhone in two thousand seven? Um, now, like our chief product officer at Wireless Generation, where I worked at the time, immediately bought bought one and brought it in to to show us so that we could try to figure out what the future was. That made sense, but like. You know, people weren't going out and buying them immediately. Then you started seeing it trickle in, though, pretty fast in like yeah. six to 12 months, particularly when the next couple of versions arrived. Yeah, um, I don't think I, I went from a flip phone to a smartphone for a long time after yes. the, the first well, iPhone came out. Are you the you're you're the late majority? You're not the laggard. There's like the there's the early adopters then there's the early majority. Then there's the late majority. Then there are the laggards. Uh, so, yeah, you might be more late majority. I don't yeah, know. Where do you where do you put yourself? I I am probably late majority, uh, primarily driven by uh, extreme frugality. Mm. Mm. Well, you know that's maybe not such a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> try to try to let other people uh, you know waste their time and things that, that that don't pan out. All right, I want to know what the audience thinks here. Um, localmaxradio@gmail.com or join our locals at maximum dot locals dot com uh, to tell us what you think about the uh, about the about the Oculus about the Vision Pro uh, announcement today. Uh, I'm, I look forward to to talking about that with you. I think I, I hope it's not just going to be the same discussions we always have: Apple fanboys versus Apple haters. Uh, but you know, we've been talking about this stuff coming for a long time, and it has not panned out. But yeah, is well, this and, starting and, to and pan out purely from a a Apple as a company uh, viewpoint, I mean, not not that Apple is struggling financially. Um, I, do, do, are, are they still like the the wealthiest company in the world or, or highest valued or something? Well, I, know, I know for a long time they, they were, uh, you know, far and away, you know, larger cash reserves than most most nations type situation. Yeah, we're but, in the top five for sure. Uh, everyone has been talking for a long time about, you know, what's when, when are they going to come out with an innovation rather than just, you know, oh, we've we've increased the screen size on the iPhone and given it slightly longer battery. And, uh, you know, the the icons are slightly rounder this year and next year they'll be slightly more pointy. And, uh, you know, basically 
becoming fashion rather than innovation. Uh, this could be uh, them them kicking that you know into overdrive and 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 actually pulling out something new if if it floats. Um, all right. We shall see. All right. So not 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 the Apple hating uh, 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 tune that that you were singing before. All right. So good top good topic. Let's get into uh, our segment. And now the probability distribution of the week. All right. The probability distribution of the week. Uh, we we've already gone over all the easy ones. And now we're going into ones that are that are less well known. Um, and we've talked about the difference between. Uh, thin-tailed uh, uh, distributions, like the normal distribution, where things don't really go that far away from the mean. And then we started getting to fat-tailed distributions, where you could get a wild pitch. And I threw out an obvious one, a really kind of um, uh, a really kind of twisty and warpy one last week called the um, Cauchy distribution. And I know you 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 listened to that, right? I don't know yep. if you heard that one before, uh, but that's a pretty cool one. Um, and so today we're going to talk about students' T distribution. And um, the way I think about this is that this is, first of all, this is another fat-tailed distribution. So you can get, you know, something very far from the mean. Um, it's a little easier, I think, to wrap your head around how, how bad this one gets than the, uh, as compared to the Cauchy distribution. Uh, because it's, it's sort of like... You have a normal distribution, right? And and you know where the the mean is. Let's say like the mean is at zero, but you don't really know what the standard deviation is. And so what this one does is it looks at the standard deviation, um, really the the square of the standard deviation of the variance, and one over the variance is the precision. So the standard deviation, there's variance, there's precision, but they all kind of are different calculations of the same thing. But this takes the precision and it slaps a gamma distribution on it. And now if you remember that, uh, gamma distribution is uh, one that we spoke about earlier. Um, I wish I could figure out which, uh, which episode that was. Ah, now that my archive is broken, uh, I am, <laughs> I'm very upset about that. Uh, and, or maybe, maybe I could do a search, right? If I go to uh, localmaxradio.com and then gamma distribution, let's see. Maybe it is, hmm, is it this one? It's, um, yes, it's episode 268 on Pascal's mugging. All right, <laughs> I'm going to post that in the local maximum. You remember that one? That's a good Indeed. one. Indeed. Uh, all right, so um, we, we spoke about the gamma distribution before. The gamma distribution is uh, a distribution over positive numbers, whereas the, the precision and also the variance and also the standard deviation are all positive numbers as well. So you're basically saying, there's a positive number here. I don't know what it is. It could be in here. It could be far out there. We don't know. So that makes the tail, quote unquote, fat. But because it's a gamma distribution, gamma distribution is kind of exponential distribution-y. It's not that fat. It's kind of like <laughs> a, um, you know, it's kind of like a... It, it, it kind of has this kind of elongation um, uh, 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 method to it, but there's sort of a limit to how far out some of these points can go, even under student T, whereas Cauchy just goes all the way around, if that, may, if, that, right. if that makes sense. So, But student T is a good distribution. There's some parameter of it um, where, like, if that parameter goes to infinity, then it, it just collapses into the normal distribution. So that parameter kind of... 
tells you, you know, okay, how far around the precision do are we allowed to go? And I guess once it's infinity, that, that gamma distribution kind of collapses into a Dirac single point. Uh, so yeah, so that's the student T distribution. And yeah, it's just a, it's a very simple way to make the normal distribution fat tailed. And so it's, uh, it's, it's one to consider if you have a normal distribution, but it, it doesn't quite fit the, um, the error in your data. You want something that could account for uh, wild pitch errors. It's it's a very good one to use. Cool. So yeah, any questions about that before we move on? Not not about that in particular, but uh, you you you'd mentioned that we've kind of covered all the easy ones. So uh, is is it just that the remaining ones they're they're going to be some very very niche distributions, or is that they're all going to be uh, variations or or derivations of existing ones that we've kind of already talked about? Right. Well, oftentimes like. Different distributions are, are variations and derivations even before, like it's it's just it's a little bit inevitable. Right. Um, but some of them, I don't think all of them will be. Um, and I think some of them, uh, some of them will just be either a little more complicated or a little bit more obscure. Um, are there any simple ones left? I don't really think so. Uh, so they might be a little more a little more complex. But I'll, I'll try to pick ones that have a certain you know special intuition. <laughs> intuitive meaning to me because I am not going to state the equations here on the podcast. I'm just going to state how to think about them. And, uh, you know, if you're interested, you could learn more. So, cool. all right, that was good. Looking forward to, Oh, I'm reading, uh, mega nets by David Auerbach about, um, networks, um, like Google and Bitcoin and government networks that are so big that the owners have lost control. So that is interesting. And I'm going to talk to him on the podcast, uh, next week, or actually the interview's tomorrow. So if, if we do that, then it will come out next week. Very exciting. All right. Looking forward to that. Yeah, and looking forward to coming into New, New Hampshire and talking about a lot of new stuff with you, um, including the whole AI debate. And if I get to writing this, how I would change the Constitution. So that's, that's going to be a fun one. All right. Have a great week, everyone. That's the show. To support The Local Maximum, Sign up for exclusive content and their online community at Maximum.Locals.com. The Local Maximum is available wherever podcasts are found. If you want to keep up, remember to subscribe on your podcast app. Also, check out the website with show notes and additional materials at LocalMaxRadio.com. If you want to contact me, the host, send an email to LocalMaxRadio at gmail.com. Have a great week. Feel the power.